This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the forks of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show that wants to very quickly talk about the office <laughs> oh because everyone said when the american office happened the first episode happened they're like wow that was just a direct ripoff of the british office correct but then the second episode of it written by bj novak it really took off and it was called diversity day <laughs> i think i see where you're going this movie might be the power rangers diversity day it seems like it i mean they had to put all the checks in all of the boxes oh they definitely got all the checks in all the boxes and, they had to make sure they weren't about it too they had to make sure they weren't color-coded boxes though like the 90s that's a good point they're like wow let's uh get an asian guy but don't make him yellow don't do it. This, and, uh, we're going to need a black guy. Don't make him the Black don't, Ranger, though. Don't put him in the Black don't Ranger costume. do That's, that. We got to get away from that. Right. But make sure that we get someone of every race and color and creed in there, again, with the office. But <laughs> let's make a comment in this to kind of, you know, make it like a wink ding to the audience that, yeah, we know what we did. We know. Yeah. yeah we'll get there. We sure will, because <laughs> this week... We are talking about 2017's Saban's Power Rangers. That's right. And you better make sure you say Saban with the title because it is present and prevalent. I mean, they got to double down on that because surely Saban's going to own the Power Rangers forever and ever. He's going to die with it. I mean, like no one's going to know what to do with it after the, he dies. The so joke like, wow, there we is had that no air. The joke there is because a direct result of this movie, Saban sold the Power Rangers to Hasbro, but... Is that true? Yeah. So he slapped his name all over this thing and said, fuck you, Hasbro, here. <laughs> Basically. Now, Brian, the silliest question of all, have you ever seen this thing? In theaters, baby. And how many people were around you? I mean, it was opening weekend, so it was pretty packed. And how many people were your age? Honestly, a fair amount of them. <laughs> I should say that Brian is wearing his Power Rangers hat as one we of two are recording. Oh, Jesus. That's right. It's the general generic Ranger hat, not the Green Ranger hat I own. That was what I was going to say next. I really want to paint a picture of Brian's head for all of you. Yep. It's just a lightning <laughs> bolt on a splatter. No, Brian, I've never seen this before until now. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, I was getting to the Jackson Pollockiness of my hat. Yeah, no, asked, it's, this but... movie happened. Uh, it's directed by famous director Dean Israelite. Good old Dean Israelite. He's directed another movie. Has he? I didn't even bother looking. Project Almanac was him. Was it really? Yeah. All right. So those are his, his two credits. Wow. <laughs> you want to just get right into this thing? Because as much as I didn't enjoy this movie, which was a lot, it was a lot. <laughs> I have a weird appreciation for it, and I'm really looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, uh, that's um, that's kind of where I expect you to land. Why? Uh, just 
just knowing what the movie was and knowing how I feel about the movie. Oh, you love it, probably. Well. We'll get there? Well, I don't, yeah. I okay. guess we'll get there. <laughs> no spoilies here. <laughs> Earth, the Cenozoic era. We're thrown into the aftermath of some kind of huge battle. And the Red Ranger crawls over to the dying Yellow Ranger and apologizes for failing to save them. And then the Yellow Ranger demorphs, and it's a goddamn alien. Yeah, it is. It was weird to see. It was jarring. And, then... and it wasn't the most jarring thing that was that we're going to see in this minute of film. No, no, it's not, because then the Red Ranger is also going to demorph, and he's also a goddamn alien, but of the Brian Cranston variety. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I told you that Brian Cranston was in this movie, and you were like, I don't believe you, and here we are. Here we are, and it's not even just a, a regular old Brian Cranston that we all know and love. This is like Brian Cranston <laughs> waiting to get shaved in the pilot of Malcolm in the Middle or whatever it is. This is a naked Brian Cranston this is just a, laying there. Naked Brian Cranston with weird markings on his dome. It blew me away. Yeah. I have an actual IMDb trivia fact. It's okay. And nice I, and this, early. Great. This is one that last week I, I teased up. I was like, hey, we're going to talk about Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, who plays Zordon in the film, previously voiced the monster's twin man and snizzard in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in 1993. Who didn't know that already, Brian? His big break into television <laughs> was That's so doing up. the voice of a few Power Rangers villains. I can't believe that the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers gifted us one of our greatest treasures that we have <laughs> Walter <today>. White. <laughs> the Unreal. Walter White Ranger. Wow. <laughs> So he starts throwing these colorful glowing rocks into a hole, and then the Green Ranger waltzes up all nonchalantly and is like, Hey, Zordon, you know, we could grab this Zeo crystal thing and take over the entire universe. And he's like, nah. And then a meteor hits the Earth, presumably wiping out all the dinosaurs and also Zordon and the evil lady Green Ranger. Did you get all that? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> then we cut to present day. Angel Grove, which is a shoreline town on the west coast somewhere sure <laughs> presumably i don't who knows i don't know it's apparently a real important town though there's a lot of stuff going down there it's a one crispy cream town <laughs> i can't oh, believe we'll get there we have to get there um <laughs> man cheerios has got nothing on crispy cream no 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 it does not star quarterback slash troublemaker Jason Scott, played by Dacre Montgomery. That's right. His name is pronounced Dacre and has been this entire time. I did not know. I was calling him Dacker. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, might actually like a fine Dacre. lacquer that you put on wood. It's either Dacre or Dacre, but it's not Dacre. That's it's for not sure. Dacre. I, no one would pronounce it that way. That's an insane way to say it. And thank God I never have. Dacre makes sense, though, because it's like there's an acre of there's land, an acre and then just slap there. a D on that bitch. Yeah, it's, it's Dacre. D apostrophe acre without the apostrophe. There you go. So he and his buddy are sneaking a cow into the locker room, and it's not a cow. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Cape Diamond to be trivia fact. Yeah, I bet you do, because I texted you as I was watching this. I went, <laughs> holy shit, three minutes, 45 seconds in, and this is where they're going? A scene at the beginning of the film showing Tom Green breaking the bull into the school and milking it was removed from the final cut. That's not too far off from the truth. It's not. Because, of course, Jason's buddy's like, I don't know why this cow's so mad, I already milked it. 
And then the, the joke being, of course, that it is not a cow, it is a bull. It had one udder. This teenager in a Power Rangers film has jerked off a bull. <laughs> Less than five minutes into the movie. Three minutes, 45 seconds in. A bull has ejaculated uh, off screen. Off screen. Important to note, off screen. On with the Power Rangers. So yeah, they're, they're pulling this prank, and the cops show up, so they flee. And naturally, Jason drives his pickup truck head on into a parked car. Can we play a drinking game for this? Sure. Movie? Yeah, let's go. Drink every time a car flips. <laughs> uh, prepare to die. <laughs> it's insane. It's like a director trope that he's just like, a trope is something that you do literally 10 times in a movie, right? <laughs> right? That's what that means, right? It's, <laughs> it's not flipping just cars. Let's. One and cars. done and move on. Like we saw the feet in the Quentin Tarantino film, and now we can move on. It's like ah, there, there there's the feet. <laughs> oh, there it is. And this Dean Israelites just like how we flipped a car in this ten minute span. No, all right, let's do that. <laughs> it's just working down my checklist. It's been how long since the last car flip scene? All right, let's let's sneak one in there. It is gross how many car <laughs> flips there are in this, and it's not even like a, a Man of Steel flipping cars because there's a giant battle happening. It's nope. just one car. Incidental single car flips. flips. <laughs> it's insane. Repeatedly, yeah. <laughs> so naturally, Jason is placed on house arrest, kicked off the football team, and has to attend Saturday detentions until the end of the school year. <laughs> oh, I will not forget about you. Hey, Saturday detentions are, are a thing. Forever, apparently. Like, you can't get out of Saturday detention. Like, once you're in, you're in. You got to be here every Saturday forever. Don't worry, you're going to meet a brain and and a, <laughs> and, an a, and a basket case and a princess and a criminal. So All of that. They treat this detention like it's blood in, blood out. Like, I don't know any other way to get out. Like, does he have to put another bull in the school? I don't know. I don't know. He's, uh... And did he put a bull in his school? Or was it the other school? I think it was his school. I think it was he was just doing like a like a prank, a senior prank. Right. <laughs> As Do, the star quarterback. I'm the star quarterback doing yeah. my senior prank, and now, oh, there goes all of my opportunities for going to college because now I'm not playing anymore. My dad's real mad at me about it. Well, speaking of the office. <laughs> speaking of the office. Uh, his, his dad, David Denman. David fucking Denman is here. Roy. From the office. Roy has shown up, and he is none too pleased about the whole situation, and he gives Jason a talking to on the way to detention. Three weeks later, he finally gives this kid a talking to. Yep. Like, I I don't know what happened in between all of this, but three (laughs) weeks later, he's like, you know, that thing you did was real fucked up, right? I imagine there was, like, hospital and then, like, going to court and everything like that. Although, that would be pretty quick for a court date. It would be pretty quick, but he got a bum knee now because we see the brace. He's got a bum knee and an ankle monitor because he's on house arrest. That's right. And one of the most fucked up part of this whole scene is him going to detention. What's that? Is that there is a literal shrine to him in this school. Well, like his jersey's behind glass with all these (laughs) trophies and there's nothing else in this hallway. Yeah. Well, when you're that good in this giant town of Angel Grove. They've only got one Krispy Kreme. What do you want? That's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> one Krispy Kreme, one quarterback. So at detention, Jason slaps a bully to defend Billy Cranston, who's played by R.J. Seiler. Now you say slaps. Yes. And it's because he actually slapped him. And the bully goes, did you just slap me? And he went, yes. Yeah, I did. I'm a slapping QB. 
<laughs> former QB. That's right. Now I'm just a slapping boy. Also in detention is Kimberly Hart, played by Naomi fucking Scott. And oh, so you are going to give fuckings to everybody. Is that I, the way you're going to do this? That's, uh, that's only the second one I've given, actually. I know, but I could see the future on this thing. I see where this is going. It's just Kimberly and David Denman so far. But yeah. You know what? But, Billy fucking Cranston. And yep, maybe, he, maybe, maybe David Which Dacre, is R.J. Montgomery. Siler. R.J. Siler. R.J. fucking Siler. He acts hard. He, he is uh, maybe carrying this movie. Without a doubt he is. He's the emotional leader he of is. this group. Which Not is, the leader of the group, but the emotional right, leader. The emotional the leader. So Kimberly is in detention. She goes to the bathroom where she meets up with two other mean girls who aren't in detention, but are in school on a Saturday because we need to, I don't know, move plot forward. I imagine so mean. their whole reason for being at school on a Saturday is just to be mean to Kimberly. That's all they're doing. And I like they had to have gone to the mall after they did this where like, Ah, uh, Kimberly, we want to let you know that uh, we're done with you. We're literally cutting you out. Here's a picture and scissors. Here's a picture. I'm we're cutting you out of this picture. Cutting you and out I'm of the picture. And I'm stabbing the wall with the scissors with the picture for you to look at until you leave the bathroom, I guess. Yeah. Betch. It's unbelievable. Betch with a B, with an E. That's, that's right. It's, uh, uh, also, she's kicked off the cheerleading squad. And she is so upset, she cuts her hair about it. <laughs> yes, as you do. And guess what? I have an actual IMDb trivia fact. God damn it. Hey, you, you're not going to believe this one. Not special effects. Naomi Scott actually cut off her hair in Kimberly's haircut scene. <laughs> cool. Great. Oh, man. The IMDb trivia facts on this one were lacking, but that didn't stop me from pulling them. I'm so happy that you're having a good time, Brian. Uh, I have to. I understand that I made you watch three Lord of the Rings films. That's you not did. true. I made you watch one our listeners, our listeners our made you watch the second one. Maybe watch the second one. You kind of had to finish it out. It would have been you wrong keep if you didn't. Saying it that, out. but like, I don't think I had to. It would have been like borderline illegal if you didn't. I mean, I could live in borderline illegal territory as long as it's just borderline. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I picked this movie for us to watch because I know that your birthday's coming up next week. That's right. Damn it! I didn't want you to have the satisfaction of picking it. <laughs> it's funny because I would have, but we'll get there. We'll get you there. better give everybody a gift. You fucking better. You know me. I'm I'm not gonna you know, recent birthdays have shown that I'm I'm generous occasionally. <laughs> so you know, detention happens and Billy thanks Jason for defending him, and he he tells him that he needs Jason's help with something that evening, and in return he'll deactivate Jason's ankle monitor for him. And Jason's like, that seems like a bad idea. And he goes home, which is great. That's smart. That's what Jason should do. He's got to like seven o'clock. He's like, yeah, my ankle monitor is going to go off and make sure I'm at home by seven. So. Right. So. All right. I'm just going to go home. Let's do this, I guess. But when he gets home, he overhears David Denman and his mom yelling about what a shit kid he is. So he just fucks off to Billy's house. <laughs> he just takes off running. He gets to Billy's house and he's all out of breath and sweaty. And then the mom looks at him like. She hasn't seen a man in years because she hasn't. I'm she's like, of it because she's got a dead <laughs> husband. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Except we won't. This is a teamwork movie. But this scene gave me Ajita. <laughs> it's so weird that his mom answers the door like, star quarterback Jason Scott? There's a shrine to you in the school. So at Billy's house, Billy deactivates Jason's ankle monitor. No problem. No, it's not no problem. He's having like a whole conversation with him. and. The whole time, Dacker Montgomery's dialogue is, 
dude, you got to hurry up. Please hurry up. I need you to hurry up. Please hurry up. Dude, you got to hurry up. I'm not sensing the problem on Billy's side. It's not the first time we're going to get dialogue that is just on repeat in this movie. <laughs> like, you legitimately could just take your mouse on, on the editing board on this thing, on Pro Tools, <laughs> slide it across, hit Control-C, and then just plug it in wherever the fuck you want after. And that's the movie. <laughs> you got to hurry. You got to hurry. It's funny, though, because I still, I still say Billy deactivates the ankle monitor no problem. The only person who has a problem here is Jason. Billy is like nonchalantly it's just. It's a big problem in my mind. I was freaking out going like, how cool would it be if he didn't deactivate this thing? But also, you clearly know he's going to deactivate this thing. Right. Just deactivate the damn thing. We're in the first act. Of course yeah. it's going to work. Of course. And Billy knows that. But Jason, he's he's concerned. But Billy's like, I got this. Not There's no no stakes here yet. There's no stakes ever. None ever. None. Zero. No stakes ever. This movie is an hour and 24 minutes, hey. and it's around 10 minutes long if you get rid of the fucking angst from all these characters. You are not wrong. <laughs> it's like legitimately the length of a normal Power Rangers episode that they're like, but we got $100 million this time. Let's stretch it out a little bit. All right. Do you remake The Breakfast Club in the meantime? Let's do that, but with CGI. <laughs> right. But like not good CGI. Let's get the people who work on CW shows. <laughs> I've always I've always wondered what would happen if we took an episode of the Power Rangers, s- crammed in the entirety of the Breakfast Club movie, and also added in a few car flips. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and a real wet villain. Just <laughs> We'll so get there. We, we will. <laughs> oh, man, there's so much to get to. <laughs> So yeah, we. What's worse is that we have to. <laughs> so yeah, we never hear about the ankle monitor for the rest of the movie. Uh, the nope, cops it's never, gone. It's completely out. The police never follow up or anything. It's just we, we we solved it. It's done. Hello, this is famous director Dean Israelite, <laughs> and I've got a MacGuffin for you. <laughs> he has so many MacGuffins for us. That's a good point. This movie doesn't actually have a plot to move forward. It just has MacGuffins. It's chock full of MacGuffins. <laughs> I never thought that this would ever come up, ever, hard stop. But I remember when I worked in Hollywood Video, there was a movie called See This Movie. Okay. And it was about like these film school graduates who wanted to make a movie, and they were convinced that a movie only has like three different scenes in it, like a love scene, an action scene, and a third scene. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but that's all they wanted to film. So like, that's all it is. Sure. But just imagine like doing that, but with... Just MacGuffins, where there's actually no plot at all, but you're still just moving it forward the whole way <laughs> Oops, through. all MacGuffins. I want to say Seth Meyers in that movie, too, for some reason. Really? Like, I think it's Seth Meyers and John Cho. All right. That's <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, it is, but man, uh, <sighs> that's a weird blast in the past. Sorry, everybody, for wasting your time. Let's talk about Power Rangers. Let's talk about Power Rangers. <laughs> hey, you chose this. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> So Billy and Jason go to the local gold mine like every town has, and Billy starts unloading some equipment, and Jason's like, what the hell are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I have autism. Doesn't what? answer the question. He just no. says, oh, I'm on the spectrum. And, and Jason's like, what is that, like a, a, a workout plan? <laughs> weird way to break the ice there, like Super trying to release weird. the tension of the scene by making fun of your new black friend's autism. <laughs> 
It's a bold choice. It really is. Like, I could think of so many other things to do, like a knock-knock joke, for instance. Yeah. So after finding out that Billy's autistic, Jason just leaves him with these explosives. But that's because Billy's like, you can use my mom's van because I have autism. And everyone's like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. I don't I don't follow Billy, but um, okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how these connect, but uh, Van McGuffin. Cool. Van, Yeah. So, so Jason starts walking away and uh, wouldn't you know it, he runs into Kimberly from detention. Who's also at this gold mine. Who's also at the gold mine. And she jumps off a cliff into some sort of gold mine swimming hole. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't come up. So Jason's like, hey, Jason's Kimberly. Like, I'm oh, concerned. No. He goes, he runs over. He's like, Kimberly. And she's like, why are you yelling at me? Because she's out of the water already. But and like behind like, him also. So yeah. we can see her actually. Go- it's uh, a switcheroo. The old switcher, the old Kimberly gold mine swimming hole switcheroo. She's like, I don't even know you. He's like, we know each other. And she's like, we know each other's names, but we've never talked, you clown. And while they're having their conversation, also attending the gold mine this evening is uh, Zach, played by uh, Ludie Lynn. Sure. And he's hanging out watching Trini, played by Becky G. Who's also at the gold who's mine. Who's also at the gold mine doing <laughs> yoga. This middle of the night, I just, guess. Just hanging out. What is happening? I don't know. All I know is that it's post 7 p.m. Everybody's yes. at the gold mine doing their own thing. It's a gold mine that literally anyone can sneak into. Yeah. I, I love that when they're approaching it, Jason's like, there's a sign that says we can't go in there. And Billy's like, yup. And they just go in. <laughs> exactly. But I'm doing everything I can to just not bash my skull into this table repeatedly. <laughs> That five characters who all happen to have detention together all showed up at this gold hey, mine after hours. Only three nice of them conven- were at detention. At the time, well, give it time. <laughs> all right, <laughs> but yes, that's still too many. Because Zach doesn't like, even I go to school. Two of them went on their. That's a good point, actually. What is he doing? In- we'll get there. Why am I asking questions? <laughs> So it's about that time <laughs> that Billy sets off an explosive and blows open a huge chunk in the mountain. Yeah, no, he blew it up. Just straight up blew up the mountain. Blew up the mountain. Naturally, all of the teenagers converge on this spot, and there's a bunch of glowy, colorful rocks embedded in the mountain. So Zach immediately starts digging them out. Right. And everyone is telling him, hey, don't do that. And he just hey, don't keeps do that. doing hey, it. Hey, don't do that. And he keeps doing it. That's his character. That is his character. He does the thing that people say don't do. Now, that's going to happen for the next 90 minutes. He's the rebel of, of the, the breakfast club. Smoke him if you got him, Johnny. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> ah, I love more that, booze. that, that. More the, booze in my face right now. Black Ranger is our Judd Nelson. At least it's not the black kid. That's right. So, I mean, franchise growth, right? We're, we're, we're making changes, <laughs> sweeping changes to the Power Rangers story but mostly just in the race of the teenagers. Correct. And we're actually having teenagers, well, 20-year-olds Whoa, play them well. instead, of, <laughs> instead of, you know, 30-year-olds. They look good enough. So all the kids grab one of these glowy rocks, and then these alarms start going off because, you know, there was an explosion at the gold mine after hours. So they're like, we got to get out of here. And they jump into Billy's mom's minivan, and we're already in our second chase scene of the movie. Woohoo! I hope this van doesn't flip at all. Oh, not a chance. Spoilers. It will. <laughs> Jason and Billy take turns piloting the late aughts Dodge Caravan 
while the other kids hop in or onto it. And they, they race to outrun mine security or the cops or whatever these people are. <laughs> I have no idea. And they also have to beat an oncoming train. And they almost make it, too. Yep. The van gets cranked by a train. <laughs> the van, with all five teens inside, T-boned by a train and does all of the flippies into a ditch. That's correct. And surely every one of these kids is dead now. End 100% of dead. Meanwhile, in the ocean... David Denman is working with his, his crew on his fishing boat. They pull up their net, and there's a dead lady caught up in it. I was so confused when it switched over to David Denman. <laughs> I rewound it. I was like, what am I watching? Like, Wait a minute. I didn't know that he was going to be like in this movie. I thought he was just going to have that one scene in the, in the pickup truck with Jason about how disappointed he was. It's strange. But here it's he is. very strange. Fishing. It's catching a lot of fish, and they have to get out of the the fish area because of a storm that's There's not going to come back. A big storm. They got to get back to land, but they have this dead lady now. Right. This dead lady who looks nothing like a dead lady. That's right. Right. Do you think if there wasn't a storm brewing that they would have just thrown her back in the water? No. I think they were keeping this lady, even though they like took the time to plastic wrap her. I don't know. David Denman. Weird. David Denman, we'll get there, seems very disinterested in dealing with this dead lady. That's a really good point, actually. <laughs> we will get there, because uh, he should be under arrest for so many reasons. <laughs> yeah, absolutely should. We'll get there shortly. All of the kids wake up in their rooms, one by one, with no recollection of how they got there, and with nary a scratch on them. But they're really strong now. And they're so strong. Like like Jason's breaking uh, sinks like he's Dewey Cox. <laughs> And uh, Billy gets headbutted by his bully, and the bully gets laid out that kind of strong. I love Billy's reaction to that, too. He's just like, yeah, now I got swagger. Yeah, by the way, like, I'm autistic. <laughs> like, Billy, no one's asking you this. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing that up? I love your hot dog t-shirt, but what are you doing? It's a great hot dog t-shirt. After some of their, their glowy rocks almost melt down the entire cafeteria, they decide that they should meet up at the gold mines later to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, let's go back to the place where we found the rocks, I guess. Yeah, maybe there's an answer there. It's been a while since we've had a, a tri- an IMDb trivia fact, and this one doesn't really connect to anything, but... <laughs> you needed to get it in I there. needed to get one in here. Uh, this one's caped, by the way. Famous Egyptian Haim Saban didn't want to pass over Dean Israelite on the directing job. I laid all my cards down on the Seder table. I just let, <laughs> let rip. It fell a little flat for me. Unleavened, almost. <laughs> Uh, maybe you should read it uh, right to left. It might make it easier. Uh, job directing the on Israelite. <laughs> no, I nope, I, We're good. No, we're good. <laughs> Nothing to drag this out more. Thank you. Uh, it good, was a joke. Good and pun. You called my bluff. <laughs> you proud of that one? <laughs> a little bit. I'm a little bit proud of that one. All right. A little bit. Well, I'll allow it. Only a little bit. <laughs> I always like a, a good pun. So back at the mine, Trini is like, Nope, I'm out of here, but she's there. So I don't know why she's all of a sudden like, I don't want to be here because she's there. And she starts running up a mountainside. Just As like you do when you're like a goblin or whatever. Like a goblin or like a like a mountain goat. Right. But then I love how like, Kimberly jumps down and she catches up to her. No problem. Despite being so far two football her. fields away conservatively. Yeah. And she's not even the football star. Right. So everybody follows her up the mountain. So then Trini's like, I got to get away from these fuckers. She jumps an impossible distance to another mountaintop like she's Morpheus or something. And then one by one, the other kids follow her while she hangs out on the other mountain, not trying to get away anymore. She's like, I want to see if these guys can can do the jump. 
Right, and this takes forever. So long, just one by one, <laughs> jumping from mountain to mountain. Whoa, I know kung fu. Everything in this movie takes forever. <laughs> Every really does. thing. But while jumping across the mountaintops, Billy doesn't quite make it across. And they're like, oh no, we killed Billy. But he lands in another convenient gold mine swimming hole. But like, it's a deeper one. It is a deeper one. He shouts up to the others like, hey, you guys got to come down here. And they're like, all right. And they jump and they, like, down. Leap of faith down there. Yeah. Well, except for Trini, because Kimberly's got to right. grab Kimberly her. Kimberly has to grab her. Jump drag down her down. Her. Which would have been real fucked if it like. If they died. <laughs> like hit a cliffside or something. It's like, oh, the Yellow Ranger must survived. Too bad the Pink Ranger had to drag her down with her. Oh, wait, they're not Rangers yet. No, they're not. And <laughs> boy, they won't be for a long time. Oh, it's going to take a while before they're Power Rangers. I can't wait for the bullshit part where we could skip like everything. Because oh, we're, we're getting real we're, we're close. Getting close. Naturally, once they're all getting their swim on, their glowy rocks get glowier. And they're like, whoa, there's colors to them. I didn't realize that before because what? And that's when you get your famous Zach line, oh, I'm black. And, and Billy goes, what? No, you're not. And Zach's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? We put humor in this this feature film. We we drew attention to the fact that we didn't do the thing that the show did. And we're going to draw further attention to it shortly. <laughs> Billy notices something under the water. So they all dive down and swim to the bottom of this swimming hole until they reach the other upside down water surface, which is just as confusing as it sounds. It's not. I've seen Moana. This makes perfect sense. Sure. Go to the realm of monsters. Yeah. It's you, perfect. You swim down until you reach the top of the water again at the bottom. Right. And then they fall through and then they're all wet until they're not. And they're then they so on in this cave or whatever. Yeah. They're totally soaked until they're immediately dry. So while they're in this grotto, they discover a giant underground cave slash spaceship. And they're like, well, we're here. I guess we go inside. And they are immediately met. By a tiny little alien robot called Alpha 5, voiced by Bill fucking Hader. Now, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on this Alpha 5? I think he looks ridiculous, but he's so funny. Fair enough. Okay. Because <laughs> I thought he looked so stupid. They made but then him... he said, aye, 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 and I went, oh, thank God. They made him Bravo. so organic, like, I don't know what... That that mech organicness thing that they try to do. Oh, it with doesn't work. Whenever they stuff, try to modernize it's like, something, it's like we've all seen movies in the DCU. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, I want to do Stop Power Rangers, but do darker this. and grittier. They they did that and we'll get there. clubbier. No, they didn't do that in the Superman stuff. Right. Well, that that's coming. <laughs> that's a good point. Right. There's a Shazam sequel coming out. They're all going to be more teenaged. <laughs> they are long past teenage years. Because it took him so damn long to make that movie. <laughs> it took them so long. <laughs> so Alpha tells these teenagers that they've been waiting for these kids for 65 million years. And then he wakes up Zordon, the disembodied, digitized head of Brian fucking Cranston. And he's just in a wall? He's just a, a wall of moving cubes. It's like whenever you went to Spencer's Gifts and you had that weird thing you would put your hand in. Oh, yeah. Well, the, and the, like all those little needles would come out and you're yeah. like, ah, that was fun Look, for the it, one second. Am I going to buy this thing? No. My hand on it now. What else can I put in here that I'm going to see an outline of? This is silly. <laughs> Careful. Now let's go look at all the posters for the 90th time that I haven't changed in a oh, decade. look. These ones are blacklight posters. Oh, Nirvana? I love that band. 
System of a Down? Whoa! Spencer's Gifts, not updating their inventory since 1999. They don't need to, though. People keep going. They do. Zordon tells the kids that they are Power Rangers, and that they have to stop Rita Repulsa from creating Goldar and finding the Zeo Crystal, which would basically destroy the entire universe. So... Zordon Brian Cranston lays a ton of shit on these kids without any context. All at once, just like, we have to stop Rita from creating gold, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, bye. Yeah, they just leave. I love the question that they asked him. They're like, so we could just go. And he's like, well, yeah, nothing's <laughs> keeping you here. I mean, all right. <laughs> you can. As the kids leave, Jason is like, this is whack. And Zordon is like, nah, son, you're the leader of this ragtag group of misfits. You got to convince them. He's only the leader because he found the red rock. And because he was the last one in the ship, apparently. <laughs> so Jason goes outside and he's like, look, this is whack. But I kind of want to see where this goes, <laughs> you know? So meet me back here tomorrow if you're not a chicken. And then they all leave for real. And this is probably a Cape Diamond to be trivia fact. I have to imagine that it is. Dacre Montgomery acted with a capital A in this film. He sure did. Yeah, <laughs> he did. One of the worst things you could do as an actor is get caught acting. <laughs> Dicker Montgomery, you've been caught. Uh, I see you. I see you pretending to feel emotions in scenes. He's not a bad actor. He's it's not. Just, it's obvious. I, I, I imagine some of this comes down to the, the directing. I would imagine that uh, for sure. Because he's still my pick for, for Johnny Storm. That's not a bad pick. I mean, if you, I'd like to see him lit on fire. <laughs> That's a hot take oh jeez <laughs> this movie is killing us both just seven more weeks of this that's a good point until the, the real fun starts exactly and if you want to hear the real fun head on over to patreon to get a taste that's right we're, we're doing little little workshopping little behind the scenes action but basically doing the new show on patreon for the next three months so All right, we gotta i don't want to say like kick off the rust we gotta polish it up for you exactly make your it, ears make it nice and shiny give it that zhuzh and sparkle before we go live it's a ridiculously fun episode though the hot tub time machine one and <laughs> yeah it is the next month's gonna be even more fun we talk about pleasant phil 100 so back to power rangers oh i forgot about that <laughs> i'm trying to like get us off topic as best as i can <laughs> then the movie just keeps going just we keeps gotta talk about it yeah so all these kids have left the spaceship. They're like, well, I don't want to be a Power Ranger. That sounds ridiculous. Because it does. Because it does. Because it does. Because it does. 100%. So they're like, all right, let's just go out living our lives. And we get a little montage. We find out more about these kids. Zach has a sick mom that he's taking care of. And Trini's parents just don't get her. <laughs> they're so nice. And she's just she's oh. shit. She's a little shit. They're like, what did you do today? She's like, oh, I met an alien. and made me a superhero. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like. Pee in this cup. <laughs> Truck tester on the spot, which was very funny. <laughs> I like that the mom just had that handy. Like She was ready. She's she like, was ah. setting up her daughter for bullshittery and got <laughs> called on it. So a cop goes to investigate the body that David Denman found. And he's just, <laughs> he's a total <laughs> dick insane. to this cop, which is a weird move when you're dealing with a dead body. But, you know, I go off, I guess. He tells this cop, you need me for anything else? No? All right, here's the keys. Lock up when you're done. Lock I'm going to go home. I need to sleep. <laughs> oh, weird. My fishing boat smells bad. Do you need me? I'm going to fucking leave. You deal with his dead body. He's a total dick. He is. I would arrest this man for murder on the spot. Exactly. It's like, you're definitely uh, suspect number one now, even though- You have to be. Even you though absolutely have to Your be. entire crew has corroborated your story of, she came up in the fishing net. 
I still don't like you. I don't believe it. I need to bring you in for further questioning. <laughs> Obviously, the cop gets killed when the dead body comes back to life with the glowy green rock. Of course. So all the kids go back to the spaceship under the swimming hole at the bottom of the gold mine the next day. And they all show up from like <sighs> different areas of this gold mine, but at the same time. They're all converging. At, like at the same a four o'clock sunset, of course. <laughs> So Alpha brings them all to the pit where they're going to train against holographic rock monsters. And they don't do well. No, they do very badly. And then they fight against each other slowly. Right. And then Zordon's like, hey, you guys need to morph or this isn't going to work. And they can't. They have no idea how to. And Zordon doesn't tell them no, he's or just teach like, them he's just anything. Like, you have to have an emotional connection to your compatriots and blah, blah, blah. No, he's just like, hey, morph. How do we, I don't know, morph. Right now, you're not morphing. Have you tried not not morphing? Well, it's just amazing because, like, the only time Zordon checks in on him, he's like, have you morphed yet? And they're like, nope. All right. Training is over for today. What? What? <laughs> Should, shouldn't we continue to train so he can morph? I don't know what's happening. I said training's over because you haven't morphed yet. This I, makes sense, I right? I have to go film an episode of Breaking Bad. This movie has four writers, and everyone is dumber than the last. <laughs> oh, man. Meanwhile, the reanimated corpse of the Green Ranger is looking more and more like Elizabeth fucking Banks. Not much, but just enough. slowly becoming more and more Elizabeth Banks as the movie progresses. And she's just going around town, killing folks, eating gold, and searching for the Zeo crystal. That, that's her move. In an effort to inspire the Rangers... Alpha shows them their zords. And once they're able to morph, they can use these giant mech animals, but they're not ready yet. No, and I like that he's like teasing teens with this. He's like, yeah, like, you guys you guys want morph? You're ready. Take a look at these bad Larrys. <laughs> Here's your prehistoric monsters or whatever. <laughs> they uh they take the form of whatever the strongest animals on the planet are when they when they arrive. Is that what the strongest on the planet were at the time then? I, I guess. According to Alpha 5. Well, that's who we should believe. He's a robot alien with stretchy arms. You know what? This seems like a good time to address our only question that we got on Facebook for this week. Oh, okay. And it is from Phil Hudson Hawkins. Nice. And he says, the Cape podcasters stumble across an alien ship that turns them into Power Rangers. Hell yes. What color suit do you choose and what prehistoric animal is your symbol and zord? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. It is, and I looked up the stupidest prehistoric versions of modern animals, and Cracked had a whole article about it. Really? And I'd like to address some of them, because I can't imagine these things being around now. <laughs> but one of these needs to be your Zord. I'm setting that rule right now. Okay. The first one is the Sharovipteryx, a.k.a. the Kite Lizard. So it's just basically a <laughs> flying lizard that's back legs are the wings. So it has these little tiny bitch hands in front, it's but it's got back legs of the wings. T-Rex in the front, pterodactyl in the back. The mullet of dinosaurs. Yep. Then there's the Stethicanthus and Edistus, which are sharks. They're hammerhead sharks, but they're not. They have like an anvil on their head instead. Anvil head sharks. And that's all they really do is just be anvil heads. 100% that's from Looney it's Tunes and not real. wild to see. Uh, there's the... <laughs> Ebocilius, which is a bumpy-headed rhino, and they found, like, the skull for this thing, and it's just 
got so many bumps on his head <laughs> as a rhino that it's, it's just, just a, ridiculous. It's just a rhinoceros going through puberty. It more or less is, and they don't actually know if it had horns or not, like coming out of the thing. So they're just guessing. <laughs> they're just, just they're like, this is stupid. But we don't know how stupid. We just know it's stupid. <laughs> There's the ceratogalus, which is the horned gopher, which is okay. exactly what it sounds like. That sounds amazing. The dinotherium, which is a bearded elephant, <laughs> but it's realistically an elephant where the tusks point inwards oh, for okay. whatever reason. So I don't understand the purpose of that because obviously elephant tusks have a good purpose because they point outwards but pointing inwards what's that gonna do it feels like a hazard like it's got a stupid mouth to it and i don't like it (laughs) but the person who wrote this article likes it even less the weird mouth and backwards tusks they said mouths are hard mouths are nature's design kryptonite like feet to rob liefeld this is an article after our own heart here uh and then the weirdest one is the Calicotherium, a.k.a. the giant masked wrestling horse. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, okay. It doesn't look anything like a horse. <laughs> uh, it looks kind of like uh, a moose with a shrunken face and no antlers. Okay. And a shaved face as well. But wrestling horse is intriguing. Wrestling horse is intriguing. I am going to go with the stupid bearded elephant because <laughs> if I have to be a Power Ranger, I want the ability to look down and stab myself in the throat and die. <laughs> I think that's it's probably a, a good move. I'm a little bummed out that I can't be a dodo bird, but I think I'm going to go with that anvil head shark. Just an anvil head shark. There's nothing else to it except that it's an anvil head shark. Anvil so. head shark, purple ranger. Uh, purple would be very very good for you especially um i want to be a neon colored ranger because i just want to stand out so people can see the blood drip down from my stupid throat after i shank myself here comes dave the -the glow-in-the-dark highlighter ranger (laughs) there's nothing stealthy about him (laughs) the safety green ranger Super visible all the time. All the time. So, Phil, there you go. It's not what you asked for, but it's what you got. (laughs) Can I delay talking about this movie even further? I don't know. Can you? It seems like you're putting in a serious effort. I can, because I looked up a porn parody for this, for Power Rangers. And there are so many. Really? Like a stupid amount of porn parodies. And I also think I've figured out porn. Oh, well, like I figured it all out. Figured out porn. This is I did it. I cracked the code on porn because do you remember when the uh, Ginger Skull Dave Novak was on one time and he listed the most popular porns, like yeah. genre wise? Yeah. Do you remember what the most popular was? And it was by a long shot. Uh, I I do not remember. It was incest. Right. That's right. For the was, most bizarre reason, was... I, I don't know the reason, except now I think I do. And it's strange because I had to go on to. Pornhub to find all this stuff. Had Google to. just yeah. it's I wasn't there already. Killing time. <laughs> but I'm looking through like the Power Rangers porn stuff says I'm scrolling down. <laughs> and it's just like, look at this brother and sister, stepsister, whatever, doing the Power Rangers porn. I'm just like, well, wait, that's crossing genres. You are crossing genres. But then I dug deeper into it. Naturally. And started looking at different categories. So you're looking at like MILF and BBW. Looking at different scenes. And Girl Next Door, Mature, uh, Feet, whatever it might be. I went hard on this as a scientist. You went hard on it? As a sociologist. I went hard on it. Gotcha. 
And I think I found the reason why incest porn is the number one porn genre. And it's just because they slap that on everything. Well, yeah. Like claiming step whatever it is, is the Frank's Red Hot of porn. <laughs> I put that shit on everything. But that's all it is. Step. Because like you'll look at a picture and you're just like, all right, I'll click on that. That seems to strike my fancy right now. And then as you're watching the, the film that is playing before you, you take the quick breather and you look below it and it says like step whatever. And it's like, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> that's not at all what I was that's looking for. That's not what I'm into right now. <laughs> at this very moment, I'm looking for Power Rangers. I was looking for just Power Rangers. <laughs> but then you find like stepbrother Black Ranger and it's her first Black Ranger or whatever. <laughs> Oh, my God. But you're just like, that's not what I want. But they put it on everything. So it becomes the most popular genre by default. By default, because now all of, all of a sudden all of the videos are, are step-sibling Which is strange, videos. because now when you're, like, you're watching and you catch like the little bit of tab underneath it, you're not just looking at the picture anymore. You're just like, this feels wrong. <laughs> they didn't even say that Which in the video. Which you know it's is going to get other people going more, because right. it feels wrong. Because it's wrong. It's taboo. So realistically, it's porn marketing. <laughs> within these videos <laughs> oh man this video's not getting enough views slap step in the title it's gonna get so many views at that point oh you're my because step now it's power ranger to, to the top or whatever it's like <laughs> oh my stepmom is Rita repulsa or whatever it's like what the fuck do they do anything with zordon because i feel like that's i uh, didn't look that deep into that I'm just, i did not like it's a disembodied head or right I, I don't know how that would work wasn't sure how it would work that's why i asked <laughs> i did not see that. All right. It was basically just people. There were a couple Alpha City 5 videos, shitty costumes. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Show you my aye, aye, aye face. Oh, no. <laughs> but there, I think I cracked the code on porn. Yeah. Why that's the most popular You, you cracked the code because every video is a step video. There it is. The more you know. Do, 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 do. Where were we, Zords? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. All right. I bet I can delay more if you give me time to look something else I up. I feel like maybe we should get through the rest of the movie. Yeah, let's uh, let's sprint. Let's Daker Monk on this thing to Billy's house. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, Alpha says, don't use the Zords. You're not ready, which means Zach has to use the Zords. So he goes on a little joyride in what's supposed to be the Mastodon Zord. But, you know, none of these actually look like the animals they're meant to be. They look like robots. They look like giant they robots. They look like robots. Yep. Uh, this makes Jason really mad because Zach is like, you know, being Zach and just careless and running around being silly. And Jason's like, that's not what we're supposed to be doing here. And they get into a fight, a fist fight. And Billy goes to split them up, but he unintentionally morphs into the Blue Ranger. Whoa, how'd he do it? Uh, I don't know. No clue how he did it. And when none of the other Rangers can do it, Zordon's like, you guys suck. Get out of here. That's exactly what happens. But they're also just yelling at Billy to morph again. Like, that's going to help. Right. It's like, Billy, do it again. Do it again. And it goes on for forever. For so long. Once again. I have another Cape Dying to be trivia fact. Is the Cape Dying to be trivia fact yelling at someone on the spectrum repeatedly? <laughs> uh, is it going to make them do the thing that you want them to do? Is that's, that the that's not the fact. fact. But um, there was an angst shortage in Hollywood until 2020 after this film was released. It's completely true. <laughs> it's completely true. And I know that because I did my research on Pornhub and wrote that one myself. No angst up until 2020, <laughs> thanks to this movie. It was the walk hard of angst films. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, I hope on the new show I can make as many Walk Hard references as I do now. Oh, we'll bring it back. Right. Got to start from scratch, though. It'll be nice. <laughs> Are we going to cover Walk Hard again? We get to reestablish. Once again, Jason stays behind on the ship, and he finds out that Alpha and Zordon intend to use the new Ranger's connection to the morphing grid to bring Zordon back to life. That's right, another MacGuffin. That's right. Jason's like, hey, that's pretty fucked up, and he storms off. But it doesn't get very far. No, because right outside the cave, the entire group are sitting around a campfire. That's not how it goes, because Zack goes, you know, I got some wood, I got some food. I was going to have a camp out up here. You guys want to come with me? Guy I just punched in the face repeatedly. <laughs> Do you want to join? It was super awkward just two minutes ago, but now it's fine. Right, because, you know, I'm the guy that does that. That's my, that's my character. But now, in this scene, I'm not doing that. So they all sit around a campfire, and they recognize <laughs> that they don't know each other at all still. Right. They decide to open up to each other to try to forge that connection, because maybe that's what's going to help them morph. So they tell their deepest, darkest secrets to each other? Zach's like, my mom's dying, and I love her. And then Billy's like, my dad's dead, and I don't really miss him. Which is <laughs> fucked. And then Trini's like, I'm gay. Fine. <laughs> and then you do you. I don't know why that's the thing holding you back. All right. And you're so angsty that, like, we know, Trini. We got that in pretty early on, actually. We figured that out, yeah. And then Jason's like, I'm a fuck up, and people judge me because of it. Yeah, they're gonna. We know that, Jason. <laughs> and then Kimberly's like, pass. It's like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Kimberly's like, I'm not participating. Well, it's because she has an actual problem. Right. And we'll she's get the there. only one that has an actual problem. We will get there. But she's <laughs> the one who abstains. I do have an actual IMDb trivia fact. God damn it, Brian. Trinity's Campfire Confession makes Power Rangers the first big budget superhero movie to feature an LGBT protagonist. Is that true? That is true. It doesn't feel true. I don't know why. Big budget is a big part of, of the, the qualifier there. It's the first Power Rangers feature film in 2017 <laughs> to feature. It's the first big budget 2017 Power Rangers movie. Yeah, um, there you go. That night, Rita attracts Trini in her bedroom, asking where the Zeo Crystal is. She's like, I don't know. Well, Rita shows up on the ceiling or floats in or whatever and just drips water all over yeah, her. Yeah, she's a very drippy girl. She's so drippy, and then she just starts fighting Trini, yeah. like throwing her against walls and stuff. Right. And no one in this house notices at <laughs> no, all. Like nobody wakes up. Nobody's. She's breaking drywall, and just, this house just stays asleep, destroying this bedroom. And everybody's like, "Oh, it's just Trini being Trini in there." I don't know what that means. I don't either. But she's fair enough. That kid, you know, wow, can't figure her out. Pee in this cup. Trini doesn't know, but instead of killing her, Rita's like, "All right, I'll leave." <laughs> That's all she does. She's like scratches her neck and then just fucks off. I, I believe you. You don't know where it is. Bye. And I'm going to go to this place and you can meet me there if you want. Yeah, or I'm don't. I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be instead, but. Right. The world ends tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Steaks? Almost. No. <laughs> no. That's why I said almost. <laughs> there are more donuts in this movie than steaks. <laughs> we'll get there. Kimberly goes to Jason's house, and because she feels guilty about not sharing her thing at the fire and thinking it's her fault that they can't morph, which it probably is, she reveals her secret to Jason. Long story short, she facilitated the spreading of a naked photo of her friend around the school. And Jason's like, yeah, that's shitty. You suck. But, like, that happened. Now be better. But he also says, like, there's, like, thousands of pictures out there that, around that school. Like, this isn't anything big. 
<laughs> but if you feel bad about it, I mean, like, feel yeah, bad it's... about it. Fine, you're a bad person. Whoa. Oh, whoa. And then you're redeemed. And Kimberly's like, oh yeah, I guess I could just like move on with my life, huh? I guess so. I guess I don't know. This uh, thousands of these pictures going around in this small mining community. It's a gold mine for pictures. Oh, the the real gold was the nudes we found along the way. <laughs> That's right. And you can see those nudes. <laughs> on probably Pornhub with the word step in front of them. Step Rangers. That puts step brothers into a weird context when you think about it then. Like if you found step brothers <laughs> on Pornhub, <laughs> it's like you're not going to fix this fucking drywall, Trini. Call but... me Dragon. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Call me by your name. <laughs> uh, oh, gross. Woodwatch. Woodwatch. Mostly out of morbid curiosity. I'm going to need you to put your balls on my drum set and my chin, stepbrother. What? <laughs> what? what? Uh, it is Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Of, of course. Of course. <laughs> Why are you all sweaty? Because Step Cops is on. Why do you have Randy... <laughs> Why do you have Randy Jackson's signature on that dildo? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to not get his signature. <laughs> Oh, man. Step, step, brothers. Maybe that's more like it, though. Maybe. I don't know. Boys, no bunk beds. I don't want you to have any more room for activities. <laughs> Yuck. Yucky. Back to being a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> You're not far off. That's the part that hurts the most. Trini tells everyone about her run-in with Rita. And she's like, meet me at the docks. At the football stadium. She calls them all together like via text, says, go to the football go stadium. Go to the football but now, stadium but so I can now tell meet you me more at the things docks. so I can meet me somewhere else. Yeah. Rita's at the docks. We're going to go get her even though we can't morph. Right. So they like grab pipes and chains and shit. <laughs> and they're about to, to beat up Rita with their assorted trash that they found at the docks. <laughs> Uh, and she easily overpowers all of them and ties them up. And she's asking them about the, the location of the Zeo crystal, her big MacGuffin for the movie. And we find out that Billy has actually figured out where it is. Right. He had like maps and shit. He and did. Looked at them. <laughs> he had maps and, and put shit. strings together. And he's like, oh. Right. There was a whole montage earlier where they were like training, but it was intercut with Billy finding the Zeo crystal and Kimberly and Trini fighting over a, a donut at the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> The Zeo Crystal's out of Krispy Kreme. Yes, the the Zeo Crystal is buried underneath the Krispy Kreme. And now that Rita knows that, she kills Billy and she leaves. She, like, drops him into water, and yeah. Billy straight up fucking dies. Dies. This is probably a Cape Dying to be trivia fact. Can I do a live Cape Dying to be trivia fact? Sure. Uh, CPR wasn't invented until 2018. That's why no one tried it on Billy. Well, yeah, that's true. Because Kimberly's just sitting there like, Flipping Billy's head back and forth, trying to find a pulse on his neck. Just <laughs> repeatedly, like, just turning his head. It's like, what are you doing? Just chest compressions. Get that one. What are you guys doing? And then she immediately just goes, he's dead. And she acts with a capital A. She sure does. So the actual IMDb trivia fact. The budget for the CGI needed in this film ballooned after Elizabeth Banks chewed all of the scenery. She chewed it right up. Every single bit of it. Nom, nom, nom. Fun fact, this whole movie, CGI. It might as well be. <laughs> so all the other kids are pretty bummed about their dead friend. So they carry his corpse back to the spaceship. <laughs> like really far they carry this So far. Corpse. And nobody like nobody stops them. They're like, why are those four kids carrying a dead body? Nobody cares. 
Oh, it's just that Scott kid. We know what his dad did oh, you know, weird body <laughs> in the water already. Uh, they're probably just carrying that dead body to the gold mine while they're going to the, the secret grotto into the spaceship. So they get Billy back to the spaceship, and they're explaining how sad and guilty they feel about letting down their friend. And that's when the morphing grid activates. And Alpha tells Zordon that this is his chance. Get back to the living world, Zordon. And the giant Brian Cranston face disappears for a while. And then it comes back, and Alpha's like, uh, what? And Zordon's like, There could only be one. (laughs) Only one could go through. And then Billy wakes up from being dead. Yeah, he spits out a bunch of water and very quickly sits up. Very quickly. And they're like, yep, let's move on without asking any questions. You're definitely dead for for a while, and now you're good, so we're just going to. You drowned, and then we drowned you further in this lake or whatever. And now you're in a spaceship again. Yeah. And but Wallman brought you back. It's cool, though, because Wallman believes in us now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because so let's we, go morph. We carried your corpse back. And then, yeah, this is this is great because Jason just kind of begrudgingly goes like, guess it's morphing time. He does kind of say there's, begrudgingly. There's but- no, like, it's morphing time moment. It's just like, uh, it's morphing time. <laughs> yep. It's it's just like you're going to work. Right. Almost. Uh, but- I guess it's. Time to make the donuts. Oh, that's Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, Krispy Kreme. Can't, can't do can't. that. Can't do that. It's not Krispy Kreme. But this whole movie, I feel like, is just a series of... Have you seen those clips on Twitter? Like, this movie, but made in 2007. Yes. They all end with, it, with, uh, the, with Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Park. Yeah. And I feel like this movie is just a long series of that because that's how every <laughs> single scene ends. Is do 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 do. Because that's how every fucking scene ends in this movie. Like it happened in the scene before the football scene. He's like, show of hands for the five of us standing here. Then it's like, just say you're in. We don't mean to make this fucking dramatic. But this is just, it's morphin' time. It's just another, what I've done. Like, it just doesn't morphin stop. Yeah, they step up to the, the, the morphin' grid circle, and they, they, they finally do the morph. Now they have their costumes, and they're all alien-looking and colorful. And then they have that really slow walk over the, the hill. You gotta do the slow-motion walk the over the hill, the reveal. ship or whatever it is. And then they're suddenly in a rush after they get that shot. I mean, you get the, the slow-motion walk, and then you have to do the fancy jump where you all land in a line. So you get that shot. Oh, Jesus. Then you need to go stop Rita for real. Well, then you get the Zords, and then you get the Go, Go, Power Rangers, which doesn't fit in this movie at all. It absolutely does not. There was supposed to be an orchestral version of that, but they they were like, oh, let's get the nostalgia back in there, because now we're in the third act, and we're going to lean heavily on the nostalgia that we've ignored for the rest of the movie. Yeah, we're going to go hard on the nostalgia. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the part I've been looking forward to, because this is the part. Oh, we're just going to. Burn. Burn it, yeah. Uh, You'd be surprised how fast we're going to go through all of this. And this is like conservatively 45 minutes of this movie. They show up in downtown and they start fighting some real-life rock monsters, not holograms, for a while. And then Rita finally gets enough gold to make her Goldar. Goldar in this movie, of course, is just a giant winged gold goop monster. Yep. Not to be confused with the weird monkey-cat hybrid from the TV show. So they kind of just went heavy literal with this one. They're like, oh, gold Let's make him out of gold. Checks out, really, yeah. when you think about it. But he's real big. So the rangers all hop into their zords, and they try to hold off Goldar from getting to the Zeo crystal underneath the Krispy Kreme. And I'm going to keep saying Krispy Kreme because that's 
how often <laughs> it's said in the movie, too. It's said ridiculously like, often. I would say conservatively, 40 million of the of the budget was put up by Krispy Kreme. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It has to be a ridiculous number. Like, I'm surprised it's not Saban's Krispy Kreme's Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm a little surprised they don't treat like the Zords like they're NASCARs. <laughs> just Krispy Kreme just all over them. Stickers all over. <laughs> like I'm a little surprised. During this battle, where they're trying to defeat Goldar and their individual Zords, Jason finds time to save David Denman in his flipped over on fire vehicle. <laughs> yep, that happens again. Because he's in a, he's in a car, so obviously it's going to get flipped. But the Red Ranger gets out. He saves saves his dad, and, and he's none the wiser that it's his son for now. But then Goldar ends up pushing all of the rangers in their zords into the Zeo Crystal Crispy crevasse. <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've ever said in your life. And they all hold hands on their way to their fiery doom, Toy Story 3 style. But get this. But without emotion. Well, right. Emotionless the because they're in giant robots. Oh, and it's a Power Rangers movie. Right. And then they emerge from their hole, their zords combined into some kind of megazord. <laughs> it looks nothing like. Any of the Zords no, at all. nothing at all. And then in one-on-one combat, the Megazord defeats Goldar with a giant sword and then slaps Rita into outer space like she's a member of Team Rocket. Yep. A crowd of onlookers has gathered and is cheering on the Power Rangers' victory, including a cameo from Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson. And yes, they get snapped. Don't ask me. Fair enough. <laughs> Done. That was easy. I do have an actual IMDb trivia fact, though. Terrific. We're so close to the end of this movie, so and you close. just want to keep going. Jason David Frank, who originated the role of Tommy, the green and later white ranger, has a cameo in the film where he holds up his phone and records footage of the Power Rangers. During the premiere of the film, Frank was ejected from the theater for attempting to record his own cameo <laughs> on his phone. That's the most Jason David Frank thing ever. It really is. <laughs> oh, man. That's a very good one. Ejected from the that. premiere for trying to record your own cameo. He saw the whole movie already. It's the end. Who gives a exactly. shit? Exactly. Well, he might. He might for what's about to happen. That's true. In that post credit In the aftermath of the battle, uh, David Denman hangs an article about the Power Rangers in the fridge. So, like, he probably knows that his kid is the Red Ranger. That's kind of what they're implying there. Yeah, yeah. Or he's just like looking for a new hero or something. I don't know. Me, weird, I don't know. But, but he's just like, that yeah. Red Ranger, he saved me from my upside down car, and I think it's my son. Also, Trini starts patching up her bedroom. <laughs> yeah, it did actually. Like, it wasn't a dream. They were her like, bedroom is fucked. They were like, hey, let's get closure on her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then the credits start rolling, and we get a mid credit scene. We're back in detention. And the teacher is calling attendance and can't seem to find this Tommy Oliver kid. And there's a green jacket just over a chair because, of course, there is. obviously. And then Billy's locker explodes. That's how he got an attention, is he blew up his locker. That's right. There. We did it. We did it. And that is Saban's Power Rangers 2017, directed by famous director Dean Israelite. Thank fucking God that's over. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, You didn't ask before we started, but I do not like this movie. <laughs> oh, I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> I just assumed for a lot of reasons. So here's the thing. The first yeah. time I saw it, I did like it. I was, it was a, a nostalgia thing. I was just happy that a Power Rangers movie was getting made in 2017. Okay. This is the first time I've watched it since then. And? And it just fell completely flat for me. 
Well, that's because it's a completely flat and emotionless and soulless movie. Until that third act when I was like, all right, we're back to Power Rangers. And then that was short-lived, too. Well, it feels like a totally different movie. Yeah. Like, leading up to it. And it actually would have been an okay kind of teen superhero drama if it didn't already have, like, an IP attached to it. Yeah, that's true. Like, if it were not Power Rangers. Yeah, if it was just, it's like... an interesting enough story about teens <laughs> coming together, forming whatever to yeah. fight evil. or But, like, you know it's Power Rangers. I feel like that just puts such a damper on it yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, if, if it was, like, the Breakfast Club Vengers, I've been like, yeah, that's that's a decent movie. It is a decent movie, but uh, this one's a complicated one. It is. To put it really lightly, I get what they were going for, and there's a lot of good in this movie. It's just, you gotta dig through that Krispy Kreme hole you do. to get to the, the bottom and find <laughs> to, it. To the bottom, where you reach the other side the of- crispy crevice, <laughs> as you call it. crispy crevice. To get to that the other, uh, the top of the water again. Yes, exactly, as this movie wants to do, and- Brian, you didn't like it. I didn't like it. That doesn't happen very often. But what do you think the critics thought of this thing? Rotten Tomatoes, 1 to 100. Oh, 50? 51%. Nice. Audience score, 65%. Roger Ebert did not see this because he's a smart man and doesn't do a podcast where he <laughs> legally has to talk about this stuff. <laughs> legally? Pretty sure we do. We have rules, and we stick to the rules. Comic book movies, and we're a little too strict. Which is why we only have like seven episodes to go exactly. before the new show. Loosen it up. <laughs> right. But Emily Yoshida from New York Magazine of Vulture, she did see this and she said, as cash grabs go, this one is delightfully unconcerned with coolness, neither <laughs> shying away from its chintzy roots nor ironically embracing them. <laughs> so That's, this yes. movie nothings itself, <laughs> which is arguably worse. <laughs> It doesn't bask in its nostalgia, nor does it really care to. No, and that's the definition of a cash grab. We have this IP we haven't done anything with for a while that people seem to like. Why don't we just make a movie and slap the name on it and get some get some money? Well, they sort of did, but sort of didn't. We'll get there. <laughs> Scott Tobias from NPR says, The five Power Rangers are appealing but bland, as if skimmed from a CW casting call. An Israelite stages the action sequences in a chaotic mass of swish pans and rapid fire edits, perhaps <laughs> to hide the daytime special effects. And daytime special <laughs> effects is such a good bash on a movie. Wow. That's brutal. It is. And the last one I have is from David Sims from The Atlantic. You can listen to his podcast, Blank Check with Griffin and David. It's very, very good. Great show. He says. A winning and cartoonish coming-of-age tale about supermodel pretty misfit kids bonding in the belly of an alien spaceship. They are all hot kids. It's weird. They are hot kids, and there you go. <laughs> the folks on Letterboxd were very mixed. There were people that went hard for this movie. That's surprising, but also not. Well, there were also the type of people who were like, this is the greatest movie ever, four stars. I'm like, you know, it goes to five, right? <laughs> so even they couldn't fully commit like, to yeah, that. Yeah, look, I like it, but. <laughs> so from March 20th, 2017, it really isn't that weird that someone spent $105 million on a Power Rangers movie in 2017. What's weird is that someone spent $105 million on a Power Rangers movie in 2017 and then decided that it should open with a gag about a teenage boy inadvertently masturbating a bull. <laughs> it's a weird move to pull. It's the opening of this movie, and yeah, 
the worst part is that that's, you got to lean into that. It's not even establishing a tone because it's, it's it not, doesn't it's just stick to there. that. It's just like, all right, we want a bulges joke in here. All right, let's move on with the rest of the movie. That's what they did. From March 23rd, 2017, they said the phrase Krispy Kreme at least five <laughs> times in 20 seconds in one scene. <laughs> Truly iconic cinema. And no, that is not an exaggeration about how many times they no. said Krispy Kreme in that short amount of time. No, it is it is prevalent in this movie, the Krispy Kreaminess. Cheerios and Superman ain't got shit on Krispy no. Kreme. They just turned the box around to get it from the other side. This movie, basically Krispy Kreme is more crucial to the plot than Zordon. It really, really is. <laughs> and the last one I have is from February 11th, 2018. I understand that Dacre Montgomery is objectively good looking, but he really is just human Shrek from Shrek 2. <laughs> and I could kind of ignore it in Stranger Things because he had a mullet, which was distracting. But in this, there really is no escaping that it's human Shrek, you guys. <laughs> I did not see it until this very moment. Um, but, it's human Shrek. But yes, it's human it's Shrek. It's absolutely human Shrek. <laughs> human Shrek, the Red Ranger. Perfect. And on that note, let's give this a super stuff score and i'm very excited for this <laughs> let's do it uh story and motivation they gotta go to a crispy cream to defend a rock there that only shows yeah, up later there's a there's a group of teens that were called together to, in, in service of their universe to defend the crispy cream against the evil other person and they gotta become a team right somewhere along the line right. by sitting around a campfire and telling and, secrets and, that aren't very secret <laughs> explaining their angst to each other. I'm going to go 0.25 because there's a beginning, middle and end and no other reason. Yeah, I um <laughs> I'm in agreement there. Heroes. They're not very heroic. They they take a long time to finally embrace being heroes. Even when they're trying, they're still like half-assing it. Like I get that the way they wrote this was the typical hero's journey. Right. Maybe make it a little less angsty. Just a little less. I get their teens and they got emotions and feelings and hormones. And... <laughs> I feel like Dean Israelite or maybe John Gatons, who wrote the screenplay, saw like the preview for the first season of Power Rangers. And, and Zordon says, like, we need to assemble a team of teenagers with attitude. And he's like, all right, teenagers with attitude. That's the movie. Nailed it. Teenagers with attitude. Except they don't really have attitude. They just have feelings just have problems feelings. like typical teen stuff but like right escalated in a gold mine yeah in a, in a gold mine zero i hated them all <laughs> they did save the day 0. 0.25 0.25 for saving the day here. and following the <laughs> hero's journey villain zero rita repulsa she not a fan shows at up all she of her acts weird she eats some gold she makes a big monster it's easily defeated that is a zero I didn't know Elizabeth Banks needed a paycheck that badly. She could have just asked. I would have given her a couple bucks. <laughs> the the worst part is like all of this works in theory. It's just an execution. It doesn't land. Right. And that's kind of where you have to land. Let's talk about teamwork. Let's talk about a 0.25 again. They came together. They did eventually come they together. Eventually, they had to and kill one of them to do it. They did, but they... He, came back right it's a, and then they died again but they held hands hard enough that they megazord that they megazord came back again yeah. apparently it, in the novelization usually there's a novelization yeah, yeah. it usually oh takes god a, a team of rangers at least like five years of working together before they can form a megazord so i mean that's that's it's a feat i don't care 
<laughs> I do not care. I can't believe someone took the time to write this bullshit uh, out. Money. That's actually a good point. Money, All right. Money uh, point two five still. Point two five for the teamwork. It makes a quarter of the dream work. <laughs> That's right. Female characters. You got Kimberly, you got Trini. And you have That's Rita. Really it. Yeah, I guess so. Rita's there. She's bad. Yeah. She's all mean, and we yeah. know she's mean because she acts mean. That's right. Uh, Kimberly sent out nudes to people, and she's really upset about it. Yeah. And Trini's just scared because she's gay. Yeah. And they talk about both those things one time each. Wait, the, the Kimberly thing is at least twice. Okay. Because her friends are mad at her, and they cut her out of the picture. But then she cuts her hair. And then she cuts her hair, and she's like a totally new person. I'll go 0.25 again. I'm 0.25. running on this train so, of 0.25. I would like to say that according yeah. to uh, Dean Israelite, there was a scene where Jason and Kimberly kiss from that was in the trailer, but they cut it after test audiences were like, that's a lot of focus on this romance between Kimberly and Jason, and it really takes away from Kimberly's redemption arc. So they cut that, and I'm very glad they did because- I am too, because they focus enough on the weird romance that never happens. That never happens. Like, is it like, going to happen? It? Like, Will it? Won't it? It's not even like a willy won't here, will they, won't they? It's just either do it or fucking don't at that point. <laughs> and they don't. Like, they clearly want to, and there's clearly that connection. Then there's like, no, this isn't a thing. Yeah, it's well, like, that's because okay. it was written into the, into the script until it wasn't. Fair enough. But uh, still 0.25. Still 0.25. I'm not budging. Setting. Big fat zero. <laughs> What? You don't believe in underground spaceships underneath magical grottos underneath swimming holes inside gold mines in small towns on the West Coast? Not even a little bit. And I mean, it all looks ridiculous. And like, I've seen Thor. I know how that ends with the big robot in the little town. I get it. (laughs) Like, I don't need that rehashed. Uh, Yeah, no, it's it's not good. It's not not good. good. It's... They almost give you a sense of place, but never really connects. Correct. I got to go downtown. That's where Krispy Kreme is. <laughs> wow. What a way to lay it out there's, geographically. That's, uh, there's Jason's house. There's the school. There's the Krispy Kreme. That's, that's the setting. Oh, and the, the spaceship in the gold mine. Zero. Zero. Style and tone. I hated it so much. Choices were made. They were leaned into. And they might have been the wrong choices for the IP. Negative 0.5. Wow. You thought it was yeah. that bad? I did because this is a movie of three acts and every act is just way it's too a different. different movie. Yeah. The third act finally realizes it's a Power Rangers movie. So that's something. Yeah, remembered eventually. How about so, just a, a straight zero? For you, Brian, I'll go straight zero. And it's a dirty straight zero. A dirty straight zero. Like I said... I didn't like the movie, but I respect what it was trying to do. And I'm a fan of the of the IP, so. I agree, but man, there was so much room for improvement all around. <laughs> Let's talk about the music. Brian Tyler. He did an okay job. He did, he did all right. I mean, it's. He found like the musical version of Angst and then eventually did the Go Go Power Rangers out of nowhere. And that's funny because like he was the one who didn't want to do that version. So, and they were like, no, we're going to do it. I'm, I'm Saban, and damn it, we need the go-go Power Rangers. Yeah, he lost that battle. Yeah. So I'm, it's going to affect his score here. <laughs> Be better than the executive producer. That's all you got to do. Another zero, please. <laughs> Another zero. Uh, no, 0.25. Okay. <laughs> Just because I like the Power Rangers theme. 
And even though it didn't fit, I'm glad they used it. Well, somewhere. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. Brian. I'm so happy for you. And they, they put in some, you know, some modern hits of the 2017s, but not really because they use all music from like the early 2000s. What I've done. <laughs> that would have been absolutely perfect if that was in there. It would have been. Absolutely. 0.25 for music. Uh, that's my little rebellion for this episode. One liners. I can't even give it a 0.25 I'm black. for morphin no, time. No, you're not. That's silly. That's just <laughs> silliness. Uh, I already milked it. That's no, no. I I will not quote this no. movie for the rest of time. And even like it's morphin time was they said had, so begrudgingly. They had a built-in one-liner and they fucked they it up. They blew it. Yeah. Zero. Done. Again. Zero. And finally, the impact on the genre. It's a $100 million movie and it made $142 million, So it's not exactly a flop. Not exactly. Also, it made a shit ton of money on merchandising. Well, I mean, that's the whole reason they make these things, ever, like, like for any reason. Like obviously. so much that they were going to move forward with a sequel because when this movie was pitched to Lionsgate, it was pitched as a franchise of already planned, already mapped out six to eight movies. This sounds a lot like the DCEU right now. Yeah, they already had it planned out, though, unlike the DCEU. It was like, I don't know, give us the next one. We'll fucking figure it out. You mean we're not making Marvel numbers <laughs> out of nowhere? Because we didn't put in any time, but we think we deserve it. Ah! But yeah, basically, they were approved to move forward with the sequel because of just merchandising alone got the, the sequel approved. But then Saban sold the rights to the entire franchise, to the entire IP, to Hasbro. And Hasbro was like, all right, well, we're going to completely reboot it because we think we can do better. So was this Hasbro's vision or Saban's vision. Hasbro exactly. had not bought the company yet. Okay. So. Well, now I'm a little curious to see what Hasbro's going to do. Me too. But I, it's already been confirmed that they are not going to be building off of this. They're going to be rebooting again entirely. 0.25 for keeping the dream alive. 0.25 for, for giving me hope. That is going to give Power Rangers from 2017 a total score of one and a half. That is so appropriate. I think we absolutely nailed it. Feels right, if not a little harsh. Now, Brian. Yeah. You made me suffer through this. I you did. made everyone suffer well, through Well, I mean, this. you chose it, so. Because I'm a good friend. Keep that in mind. Right, but I didn't make you do anything. You didn't have to, but I chose it because next week is your birthday pick. That's right. This was like your gift to me. Well, it's mostly because I didn't want you to drop it on me for another birthday that we were going to talk Power Rangers. So now, <laughs> Brian, please, for the love of God, tell me your birthday pick. Please don't make it suck. Gift us for once. Well, I feel like in this situation, I could go one of two ways. I, okay. I could drop something even more ridiculous than a Power Rangers on you, or I could rock your socks off. Because next week, we're going to be talking about the 2006 film starring a, the Jables and the Rage Cage. We're talking about Tenacious D and the pick of Destiny. That is a fantastic pick. If you didn't do it, I was going to do it on the new show. So this works nice. out really, really well. It's one I've had in my back pocket for a very, very long time because it's a movie that I've seen probably more than most. I have seen it so many times, and it's a musical, and that's fantastic. It sure is. But no, this is definitely a movie that I've seen more times than any other movie I've ever seen. Next week, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Until then, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Join us on Patreon this month for Pleasantville. Email your questions and comments to capepodcastgmail.com and follow us on social media at capepodcasters on all of the things. And thank you again to Phil Hudson Hawkins for asking your question on Facebook, because remember, we always do put up a post on our recording day asking for, for those questions and comments. So 
I had a good feeling this was going to be light. I had a really good feeling. Yeah, not a lot of people excited about the Power Rangers movie from 2017. Oh, man. Sorry, Brian. (laughs) You got anything else? That's it for me. Fantastic. We're going to see you guys next week for Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Same pod time? Same pod? It's Morbid time. 